thank you so much for joining us on our Invite Only podcast today. So nice to have you. Thank you for having me. We just watched the incredible first episode of Mamma Mia. Was it as much fun as it looked? It was even more fun. Like, it's so hard to describe being out there in sunny Corfu with, you know, Jesse, Amber and Alan. When I look back at it, I sort of can't believe that that was a job because it was just, <laughs> it was just, it was like being on holiday. It was amazing. And how much did it remind you of the experience you went through back in, what year was it? 2008, I think it was. Did we say 2008? Yeah. Yeah. And how, yeah, what memories did it bring back? It was, I was instantly back in those shoes. From the minute I met the contestants, I was like, oh, I remember every feeling. I remember like you, you'd, it's all quite secretive when you're on a show because obviously they want the contestants to have that experience. So it's like, we're we're going to be leaving at one. Where are we going? We can't tell you because obviously they're experiencing it all. And you just don't know where you're going, who you're meeting. And it's all very exciting. And, and when I met them, I just felt everything they were feeling because you're so excited, so nervous. You have no idea what's going to be thrown at you. And you're aware of how big of an opportunity this is for you. So you don't want to mess anything up. So I was, yeah, it was very strange. It's kind of, you also got the perspective, though, of obviously where you are now. And we kind of saw a little bit of that in the episode because you kind of got, oh, I feel everything they feel. But then yeah. also you're like, this is going to be hard. Yes. Eight shows a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Because there's half of me that's just very empathetic and I want to go and squeeze them all and tell them they're wonderful and I don't want to see them cry. But then there's the other half of me, which has been through and I'm like, I want to push you. I want you to be the very best that you can be. And also, eight shows a week is is serious. You know, it's yeah. you know the West End performers are athletes, and it's it's not um, it's not something you can just be um, you can take lightly and go. I want to be a musical theatre performer. La 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 la. It takes really really serious hard work. So at the same time as holding their hand and making sure they feel supported, you want to make sure that they are aware of what they're, you know, working towards and you want them to really, yeah, push themselves. One thing that I wasn't ready for was how funny it was as well. Like, just the so banter. Funny. And obviously, Alan is hilarious. Uh, the thing is with Alan, he's... What you what you see on on screen is, is just what he's like. So he's hilarious. And then you hop in the car with him and drive somewhere else. He's that funny all the time. He's just naturally funny. He's not... I met a lot of people who, when the cameras turn on, they can pull out brilliant one-liners. That's not Alan. He's just constantly funny. And, oh, it was a joy spending a month in Corfu with him. We, we'd share a car a lot of the time. And he's just, he's, he's one of the, he's just brilliant. He's, he's pure joy. He's so funny um, and a lovely person. So, it was, yeah, amazing. Is there anything that kind of stands out that was, I mean, it looks like the whole thing is hilarious, but is there any memories that kind of, oh, God. that you think I was laughing so hard, I was crying? About? Okay, so many, but one thing that's like day one, we all got lost in our cars, we're trying to find this location, and I remember him, he, there was a bee stuck in the car, and the reaction you've never seen, you've never heard a scream that high for one, and they're like, Complete reaction, and I, I had to take a video of it because he's like half in the car, half out the car, and we were all just like watching, going, "Wow, this is amazing!" And it's just from day one, I was like, "This is going to be so much fun." And it was. He's, he's just, he's brilliant. And, and it, friends like these, like everyone, he's having a terrible time, and you're like, 
I know, filming it, and I was like, there you go. And he was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. That was the real highlight. But then also spending time with Jesse and Alan and Amber. It was like a dream come true to work with, with those guys. Did it bring back any difficult memories in terms of... Because obviously, I'm, I'm sure, although you've gone on to have this incredible career, finishing third at the time must have been difficult. Um, I think... For me, I am someone who is a glass half full kind of person anyways. And especially when you're 17, you're fearless. You like jump in without a net. And so when I was 17, I actually, you're obviously disappointed to not get the role. But I I just felt unbelievably lucky to have been yeah. in the process. I couldn't believe it. I just moved from the Isle of Man to London. And then I was a week later on TV doing this amazing show. And so I very much couldn't find a, a negative, really. I was, yes, you didn't, you're not playing the part, but also I was like, as if I've been able to be here and sing in front of Android Webber and have these amazing experiences. So I didn't find it a negative experience for, for me. I, I just have really fond memories, so um, it didn't trigger anything for me. And for those who might not know, how did you get your first break? after the show so after I finished the show I auditioned for a bunch of stuff and it wasn't actually long after I finished the show I auditioned for Sally Bowles in Cabaret I just through the normal way through my agent and um auditioned a few times and then I got it and that was a really uh lucky experience that that was my first role because it's a very complex role got to work with Rufus Norris who's obviously the amazing um artistic director of the national like incredible I was incredibly lucky to get that experience and um yeah so that was my first job and then you obviously went on to Les Miserables which then led to you being seen I think was it your first appearance on the West End Station yes that that that, was seen and led to yeah movie that we all know it all it was all very cool because I got Eponine and Les Mis and on the first night they announced and decided I was going to be in the 25th anniversary concert with Alfie Bowe and Matt Lucas and everyone. And then from there, Tom Hooper, the director of the film of Les Mis, saw me in that and that led to the audition for the film and then I got the film. And it all um, went wild from there, really. My life was, it was, it all changed very quickly from, you know, Les Mis. What is it like walking onto a set for the first day and seeing Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway... (laughs) Oh. Amanda Seyfried, what does that feel like? It, so, the first time I met them all properly was in uh, the first rehearsal. But that day wasn't as glamorous as I'd hoped because I got there, met Hugh Jackman, the nice man in the world, met Anne Hathaway, Russell Crowe, everyone, Eddie Redmayne, amazing. And my body decided today was the day I needed a root canal. Oh, no. Randomly. <laughs> and so... I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And I'm someone who's just like, it's fine, it's fine, work through it. And I was like, no, I'm in so much pain. Um, what am I going to do? And someone was like, we can book you an emergency dentist appointment. I was like, yes, please. So I went and the dentist was like, oh my God, you need this tooth out right now. I had the tooth out then and there, half the root canal done. And I had to go back into rehearsals with a numb face. And I'm trying to sing and I can't in half my head. It's awful. I am kind of thinking, though, like, if you were going to go into a production without a tooth, Lay Miz is probably the one, right? 
It's probably the one, yeah. Because you know what, my teeth, completely in character. they made them all brown and gross yeah. anyway in the film. So yeah, what's a, what's a missing tooth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and how welcoming were they um, as oh, cast members? They're um, amazing. And to have Eddie Redmayne as your leading man, as, as your person you're closest to, is, is a gift like no other. Because he is, have you met him? Briefly. Yeah, on red carpets and stuff Amazing. and parties. He is so nice and such a gentleman. And it really is, um, it's it's just amazing experience because no question was too stupid. I've, I've never done a film before, so I was like, what does that mean? He's like, no, I didn't know what that meant either. And he just puts you at such ease. And But all of them, like Hugh Jackman, again, like one of the nicest men you could ever well, I felt, Did we read that he bought lottery tickets? Yeah, he bought us all every I love Friday. that. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Every, he does it on every job he works on, but every Friday he buys everyone, cast, crew, catering, every single person a lottery ticket. And people win, like, serious money because he's buying so many of these lottery tickets. But um, I, I didn't win any money, but it was a win for me to get a lottery ticket from Hugh Jackman. Have you, know, you saved it? Like, Have you got it stored away somewhere? I don't, sadly, I don't, but... <laughs> He's just an amazing man. But all of them, really, it was... You expect a cast like that of superstars. You think, is it going to be tricky? Is it anyone going to be tricky? But they just, they just weren't. Because I think everyone was very nervous. Not Like, I'd done theatre before, and I'd played Eponine before, but I'd never done a film before. Um, there were people who... Like Amanda Seyfried had done Mamma Mia, a musical film, but she didn't really sing live often. Same with Eddie. He was like, I've never really sung live. So we all had little things that we were confident about and things that we were terrified about. And it was a nice leveler because we were all like, okay, well, if we're all nervous together, then we're okay. So it was lovely. Because a lot of the film was done as a live, kind of a live shot, wasn't it? There was a lot that was done in one take. Yes. Yeah, loads. And also the live vocals. That was yeah. another thing because in, in most other musical films, not all, but you do your take and then you pre-record a beautiful vocal in a studio and then they put them on top of each other whereas this they wanted the the full snotty experience um remember me and eddie actually were we were doing a little fall of rain and we were halfway through the day and we were just like sat in a puddle like shaking and he said oh well thank thankfully this isn't going to be a soundtrack and then it was like a month later there's a soundtrack coming out we're like (laughs) So did it actually make you quite ill? I didn't get ill, actually, no, but we were, you know, you were genuinely sh- shaking. You're sat in a cold puddle singing, so when you're, you're, you're so hard not to shake. Yeah. yeah. It's films, they said. It would be glamorous. I know! <laughs> I know, and that's what people said. They went, for your first film, you couldn't have had a, le- a less... A, a, um, a less glamorous experience yeah. it was just yeah and have you stayed in touch with yeah you? I think I'd say probably everybody um, in one way or another whether that's just when you're seeing them out at events or we've been in contact with a message or yeah it's it, but they're really I was really lucky I wasn't lucky with the glamour aspect on that film but I was lucky to have a, a wonderful group of people to work with because obviously you then have Amanda as well. Did you speak to her about doing this? I did. Amanda's amazing. She's so much fun. She's just, she's one of the funniest people you could ever meet. And she's just, you know, that, that amazing 
light that she has in Mamma Mia. That's her. And um, and she just loves Mamma Mia, the, the whole experience. And when you, if you ever ask her about how was it working on Mamma Mia, she just lights up and she's got so many amazing stories. And, you know, the two best friends in the film are actually her best friends. And they came oh, to see me. Yeah, in Pretty Woman when I was on Broadway. They came wow. and it was like the three of them came. They're just... So it's all like authentic. And you, I think you can see that from the show. Everyone who works on Mamma Mia, whether it's the film or this TV show, there is just such a good camaraderie. I think Judy is, is to thank for that. She really makes it feel magical and that sort of holiday feeling is genuine. Mm. Were there any stories that she shared with you that you thought were really like, wow? Um... Well, loads of stories. Judy's so interesting. She's had such an amazing career. But we're all just trying to constantly find out the gossip and see if she can do another Mamma Mia film. We're like, what would it be like? What would the story be like? And she must be like... It sounds like she's considering it. I know. After that, she says she was thinking about a Mamma Mia 3. Would you like a part? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) I see that Alan's already got a part. Alan's already in there. He's he's got, (laughs) yeah, shoe in the foot in the door, as they say. But um, yeah, I'm I'm like, I'll come in. who, I don't know who's left. I could be, who could, who could I be? I don't know. But that, you know, we all want to be in Mamma We all yeah. want a, a little, you know. And Judy says she had to get Abba's blessing, obviously, for, for the show. Yes. Um, have you met Abba? Have you? No, I haven't. Oh. I mean, that'd be amazing. I love him. <laughs> I'm sure it's to come. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, maybe, maybe we'll meet them via the show. Maybe they'll be at the final. I don't know, but best. That would be a master show. That would be, be cool. That would be, be so cool. Good, wouldn't it? Yeah. And how was it? How has it been being involved in the show? Obviously, before you're pregnant. Congratulations! Thank by you. Way. Thank you. It was amazing. When I look back, it's very special that my baby got to experience all that. I mean, this baby is gonna know all the ABBA song lyrics and all of Frozen lyrics back to back because the amount of times we've done "Let It Go" together. The amount of ABBA songs they've it's heard. It's a great place to start, it's isn't it? It's a great place to start. Like, you're, yeah, you've got a good little catalogue there of lyrics. But yeah, it's, it was so special to, to get to do it. I was about five months pregnant there. And so it was just really cool. Did everyone know? Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Everyone knew and it was, but I, I, you know, I, I just, well, I was four months when I started and just started telling people it was really exciting and, um, yeah. Lovely. And was your husband able to see you over there, or did you have a little bit of time apart? No, it was just me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you sort of had a baby moon without him. Yeah, he was like, "I'd love to be in Corfu, actually," but he was working. But um, just me and just me and the baby had that little holiday together. Oh, yeah. And how has it been for you? How have you found it? You look so well. Thank you. Do you know, I have loved pregnancy. I never anticipated how much I would love it, but I've also been lucky that it's been so smooth and. It's been so smooth that it allowed me to do the show up until eight months pregnant, which I never thought for a second I would get to do. So that has been lovely. It's nice to have shared the experience with this baby of being like, we, we were Elsa, you were Elsa for eight months. You know, it's really, it's special. And how do you, how do you feel about becoming a mother? Are you excited, nervous, everything? Yeah, everything. I think I am someone who, um, probably the word is naive, but, I'm I'm just quite an optimistic person so I feel like everything will be great and this will be fine oh that's fine and um and then now I'm two weeks away and I'm like ah you haven't thought about that what about that what about that because you, you do the classes mm-hmm. and the classes made me 
think, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even thought of that. Because I think about like the bigger practical things. That's how I am. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I've done that. I've done that. But everyone just says you 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 sort of work it out as you go. And I'm hoping that that's the case. I've got lovely supportive family who are brilliant. And my sister's just had a second baby. Oh, and amazing. I'm constantly like, what does this mean? What is that? And she's so good and so I'm like oh thank you thank you for that I've seen your Instagram video of you putting up the changing table I'm not worried it's fine oh, good. <laughs> so funny halfway through my friend was like I can see you got the electric drill out I'm like <laughs> I love it with DIY my dad's um a builder and so I've learned from him but I I love doing I love doing stuff like that it's good fun and do you have a little nursery ready is there anything from Frozen from the set that you've got in there or that well yes um Emily Marsh, who is in our wardrobe department, who was so incredible and did all the alterations on my dresses and made it possible for me to do it at eight months. She, oh, and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I've got to be, you know, I've got to get through this show. And she made me little ice shoes for the baby oh, that are like matching mine and use the same rhinestones. From my shoes, and that's I was so like, special. Oh my god, so special! It was in like the interval of show, and I was like, <sighs> it was like it's, it was just, and it was so lovely to have that as this experience that we've had together. Um, so they're gonna be like, I, I, I don't even know if I want to put them in the shoes. I kind of want to put them in a beautiful yeah. frame, kind of thing. Cause they're so special. Don't put them in the shoes, they'll ruin them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll do one. I'll do a picture in the shoes. Yeah. I'm like, don't touch them. Don't touch them. And then I'll put them in the little frame. So you already know so much about motherhood. Oh, good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it looked like they threw you through your really nice maternity they party did. as well. Oh, it was so beautiful. Um, yeah, and it's a hard, it's it's an interesting because obviously. I wasn't like desperate to finish. I, I feel really sad to to be finishing, but I'm also excited to have this time to get ready and get everything ready. But they're such a special company, the cast and the crew and Disney. And Disney made it such a beautiful experience. They made it as easy as it could possibly be. I felt so supported. Um, also now with go when I'm thinking of going back, they're so been so supportive and down to like like I said the, the wardrobe department just my wonderful dresser Ryan and Emily like they you know they were changing things like day by day in my costumes and it made me feel so comfortable and so I was very lucky the reason I got to do it that long is because I was so supported by wonderful people but it's a very special time right? it's absolutely phenomenal that you did it up till eight months pregnant mm. <laughs> um how do you feel about handing over the reins um I'm I'm happy to have the time now because even though I'm I'm like my agent said to me you'll just feel it out and when you're when you feel like you know ready to finish and you listen to your body and then he went actually I take that back because you will go till nine months I was like I will because I feel like I I still my body wants to be doing eight shows a week but can't hide the bump anymore um and how do you feel about sort of taking a, a pause in your career obviously motherhood's a full-time job anyway yeah um but have you had a chance to take a step away from it? Um, I haven't it, taken a step away. No, I'm no. still on here. <laughs> I'm yeah. Still doing. Are you looking forward to sort of switching off a little bit? Or yeah, I think it's going to be a mixture of having time with the baby, but also, you know, I'm I'm doing the final of this on the 10th of December, so it's not. And I think in our industry, it's not necessarily always that way where you you know necessarily take a year out or you might do something here and then have time there and then take another little bit of a job and then you have a bit of time. I think 
Um, and I think that's a great thing. I'm inspired by people who do that and make it work. And it's a different job. It's I think anyone who's self-employed probably feels that way. They that it's not that. Say my sister when she starts back at work, she starts back yeah forever. Whereas for me, I'll do a job and then I'm off for another few months. And so it's um, but also I don't know how it's all going to go. I'm trying yeah. to you know work it out, and I'll be trying to navigate how to make it work with work and be a new mum. Um, but I've got a very supportive husband and family, so I'm. I'm excited about it. And do you know the gender? Or is it a surprise? I do know the gender, oh, yeah. But it's a secret. It is, yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, it is. It's a very exciting moment. Finally. It's nice to have that for a little while, I think, when it's just you that know and it kind of just belongs to you for a little while. I do, and I have loved that about pregnancy. I think I, it was weird, actually, for me when I told people about it because I loved it, it just being... Mm. Something well, you waited quite a while, private. didn't you, to go public with it? Was it August that you, I think you shared on August, Instagram? Yeah, um, yeah and I, I, I love it so mm. much being our own thing. And, you know, when you, um, when you do a job that is in, is in the sort of public eye, it's so nice to be able to like, oh, let's have this experience, just us. And then it was so exciting when we finally did, you know, share it. And yeah, it's lovely. Are you ready for your child's birthday party when and all of their friends' birthday parties when you're asked to pull out Elsa? Oh yeah. <laughs> like do you, every year. Do you get that? Like do you get that a lot? Like people asking you to do Elsa for their children's birthday parties? Yes. Every, everyone you've ever known who has a kid or knows someone who has a kid is like, Hey, can you sing this and make a thing? And you know, that and that but and I understand it because Elsa is so loved. Um it's a special, she's a special character, and I think kids are very empowered by her. So yeah, it does happen. <laughs> and you've obviously had Adina Menzel as well reach out. I think first when you did Defying Gravity, do you have? Is there a friendship there? Is it? Is it kind of? I wish I was friends with Adina Menzel. No, um, I had that really special moment when I was seventeen, and I'll cherish that forever. Um, but I haven't met her since. But I met Kristen Chenoweth. Wow. She came to see Pretty Woman and. I heard this voice. I was like, that's Kristen Jenner's voice because she knows Andy Carl who was opposite me in Pretty Woman. And I opened the door and it was Kristen Jenner and she just threw her arms around me. She went, I am so proud of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, the joy. I will, I will never forget the moment when Kristen Jenner told me she was proud of me because Dina Manzel and Kristen Jenner were so instrumental in me wanting to be in the industry. I was so inspired by Wicked and Wicked was just... <gasps> And the two of them. So that was cool. Very cool. Has it made you quite reflective doing this? Because like, you must look back at you know, how you were at 17 and yeah. when you were walking in the shoes of the people you're now judging. Because a lot of them, like we heard some stories there um, about people, well, I work in a factory yeah. and, and, and now I'm here. Absolutely, yeah, it did. It made me, I, I looked at them and you know, there are people who have no experience like I didn't when I did the show. And people who do, and there's different challenges for both. Some people have to unlearn stuff, and some people feel intimidated by other people who've trained and they haven't. But it was, um, I was very reflective as well, especially because now I'm like pregnant and thinking about becoming a mum and remembering when I was only a baby doing this show and seeing these kids, they're not kids, but they're yeah. so young and feeling proud of them and but wanting them to go on, like, get this opportunity and grab it with both hands. It was a beautiful, emotional 
experience all the emotions but be, be really beautiful probably especially because you are pregnant it's like you chose a really interesting time to go through a really emotional journey I know because you do feel I certainly felt very um a great responsibility in making these decisions like I, I, I took it very very seriously because I know it's their lives <clears throat> sorry I know it's their lives and I remember being in those shoes and so I never took a decision lightly ever the thing is why we, we would disagree at times and that was a good thing because we were all so passionately like involved and you're like but well, I really want to fight for this person because I really believe in them but then I understand your point of view and it was that was so nice to see how much everybody cared because it's their life do you have the right four in the final in your opinion well the we didn't all agree that was the interesting part so i think that the right decision is that everybody has made the decision and that's right. you know but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always your decision so we didn't we didn't all agree so have you had it auditions where people have been like quite brutal i hate her voice it's very hard to imagine oh no 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 they're not, they're not that no, it's not that nasty but it's in, i just mean like you could do a performance and in this world, wonderful world of social media, you'll have someone instantly being like, I love that performance. Someone saying, I hate that performance. That's just the reality of it. And you have to, as long as you don't care, you don't care. Everyone doesn't have to love your voice and love you as a performer. That's okay. That's absolutely okay. I don't ever expect everyone would. And I think that if you can let that go, you'll be in a happier place and just know that you're never going to please everyone and that's okay. And your career is, you know, so successful. Um, Thank you. But your industry is extremely tough. Yes. Um, have you experienced rejection along the way and how do you cope with that? Yes, uh, I've absolutely experienced rejection. I think every performer does experience way more rejection than than acceptance. Is that right? Mm. Um, and for every role you get, so say you, you see me playing Elsa which is great people only think of the role you got there's like 20 you didn't get or 30 or 50 depends it you know goes ebbs and flows um and I think I started in the industry so young that now it's like ah it's like water a duck's back and I think that for me it goes back to what I was saying you're not everyone's cup of tea you're not everyone's taste Sometimes you can go for an audition, and, and I've been in the audition rooms on the other side, especially now with casting this, where someone can be so brilliant, and people are like, mm, I'm just not feeling it as much as that person. And if as long as you know that that's how it is, you know, you, you can't walk away from every rejection thinking, oh, that means I'm bad, that means I'm terrible. It just means, no, it doesn't. It just means you weren't that person's taste for that role, and that's okay. Get used to that quick, because the whole industry is like that. And then... For me, it means that when I do get a role, I'm so deeply flattered that I was the girl for that role and they did choose me. And um, yeah, take it all with a pinch of salt, I think, is my, would be my, my thing because don't go inflating your ego and believing the hype, but also don't crash every time someone says you're not their favourite singer or you're not to their taste or you don't get a role kind of keep it steady keep your keep your head in the game and sort of yeah believe believe in yourself as you have to believe in yourself because you you're your number one champion you have to be 
How do you feel about, in the future, your child potentially wanting to go into the same industry? Because I know it's early to ask this mm. question, but also you have yeah. been performing Elsa with them yeah, for a I long time. I've not thought about that at all, I guess. I've not thought about that at all. I don't know, it's weird. I I don't know. If they want to, yeah, I'd, I'd support them in anything, but not push them in any direction. Mm. If that's something they wanted to do, or if it's not, I don't have a feeling either way, because mm. I think... Like for me, this being in this industry was purely based on my heart, and I just desperately—I didn't know anyone who had ever done musical theatre. My my family aren't a performing family; they never have performed in in musicals, and so it just came from my desire and love. And so I think that whatever it is that your kid ends up doing, as long as it's coming from them and their passion and love, and it's not from my passion and love. I'd be happy as long as they're happy and they're doing something they want to do. I say this, I've got no experience. <laughs> I feel very strange saying it, but you know. Um, and I'm I'm really um, fascinated by the lifestyle of being a West End performer. So yeah. eight, eight shows a week. How do you see your friends? How do you make time for your partner? What is that lifestyle like? Mm. It's, it's it's so interesting. I, I always say musical theatre performers are athletes. Eight shows a week. It's something I take it extremely seriously. So when I'm in a West End contract, I see my friends, but I just, I'm probably not out at a club, not raising my voice in a loud area. And if I, you know, but it doesn't mean that you don't have a life. You just, you manage it. So if your voice is a little tired or you're feeling um, physically tired, you don't go out. You, you rest, you go on voice rest. Anything, anything that it takes really. But I don't I don't feel it's a sacrifice because it's I feel so lucky to get to play like Elsa in Frozen I feel I feel so lucky to get to do that so and is there because this is what I can't get my head around is there ever a day when you haven't got the energy to get on the stage or you're having a down day how do you switch that off and always get into character yeah I don't not often really for me I love I love it so much so even if you're like not feeling a bit under the weather or not well I am somebody, everyone's different, but I I actually believe it's getting up off the couch, getting there, doing your job, that's what makes me feel better. Obviously there's times when you, you know, you can't you can't move, you can't move, but I find the getting up and go aspect of it the thing that keeps me healthy and keeps me energized. But everyone's different. And I presume sort of starring in the show keeps you fit, like you don't have to do any other exercise because it's just I so... Really, I don't know the exercise <laughs> for me. And like starring in Les Mis, that is like a total workout. Yeah, <laughs> Les Mis not as much actually. I feel like, but yeah, it, it, is, it's a, it is a workout. So it's Elsa's physical. more gruelling than Les Mis. Not, not more gruelling. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think because with Les Mis, you're not in it for big chunks. But yeah, no, I don't. I, I, for me, the show is my exercise. And do you do anything to unwind or switch off afterwards? Yes, yes. I am a. I'm a big lover of like a bit of Love Island or a bit of Married at First Sight. We had two Love Islanders in the audience today. Really? Who? Molly and Zachariah. Oh, yes. lovely! They were loving it. Oh, did they? Absolutely loving oh, it. <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah, I I love shows like that and my husband's like, what are we watching? And I'm like, this is how I switch off. I unwind. I just like, you know, so I'm not, not, that's not all the TV I watch. Sometimes I like to get stuck into like a gritty drama. Often I do, but 
for me sometimes it's just like easy watching fun I love like I feel like I'm you know on a lovely island you know watching everybody fall in love I love it it's much like what my job was on Mamma Mia I have a dream you know you're just like that's how I unwind because yeah. there was a bit with Zoe as well wasn't there in the voiceover where she's like guys this is not love island I mean <laughs> do we get a bit of that um, as it goes on because I feel like Obviously, you're casting for a couple. Yes. Everybody's in a house. It's lovely. <laughs> They're it's all sunny. very young. <laughs> Everyone's going through the same thing. I know, but I think that everyone was hoping for some romance. But I think, as they said, they're, they're all such professionals. And I actually think they didn't have time to think of anything else mm. other than what it was they were there to do. And they were so determined and professional that... Um, it didn't get messy. I don't believe it. I don't know. I haven't seen the whole show, but I don't. I, I think that they were all came laser focused on the roles, which I like to see. Yeah. So how was how, how was the chemistry episode? Because obviously we've heard it referenced just now. It was great, and I was it was the one I was most excited about because it was so not, nice to see them working together, and very revealing because you might have two great individual performers. And you just put them together and it's like, it doesn't work. And what I found very interesting was, I would say, okay, this doesn't work. This couple doesn't work. And you would see then the next week, then paired up with somebody else. And you go, oh, that that really worked. But the same person, no chemistry with that person, no chemistry with that person. And so you started to see like, okay, maybe this person needs a bit of help with chemistry and 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 it's not I mean not chemistry you know I just mean like working with somebody else and listening you, you're listening in a scene and reacting and that's another great thing to to work on and, and, and a, an added string to your bow because you might be a good solo performer but so much of performing is chemistry listening reacting and so it was really good for them to learn that that's what a big Sorry, what did you guys do in the evenings like after these shows have finished? Oh, it's lovely. We we would like all go for dinner together, and it is genuine. Like getting to have they and I didn't know the the judges before we went, but we became such good friends. We would all just go for dinner together every night, and it was a dream. Like that was enough. Like you said, what's my highlight? That was a real highlight. Just being like, oh, I'm just out in Greece with my pals. And now when we see each other, we're all like, ah, I've been so looking forward to seeing them. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like work. You're just out with your friends, getting to watch really great performances, have dinner. But it was work. And the, the hard work came from sending people home. It was like, oh, now this is work. Because it was, it was it's heartbreaking. You get really attached to them and you see them wanting it so much. So that's where the work was. But the dinners were lovely. Yeah. What was there? Was there any specific advice that you gave to the people that went home? Yeah, it was always the advice of, I have been in your shoes and I, I was booted out. And it's not the end, it's the beginning of your career. It's the beginning of the rest of your life. And it's such an exciting start to get the opportunity to have this platform. And um, so for me, I don't look at my time as having any kind of sad ending I saw it as the start of my career and I'm so grateful for it but I wanted them to know and they would say they'd be like well you didn't win and you know and I was like exactly so have that really um it's an exciting thing 
even though you're singing your last song on this show, it's your first song of the rest of your career. So I tried to get that in. And do you think this will kickstart sort of these type of shows coming back? Um, and how important do you think that they are for, for the industry, the theatre industry, to be back on our screens? Um, I don't know if it will. I hope it will, because I am a big fan of these shows, having been on one and having watched all the other ones like 10 years ago. And just being a part of this, I really hope it will, because I love... I love the spotlight it puts on musical theatre. I love all things musical theatre. I love musical theatre performers. And I think it's really fascinating for people to get to see how hard musical theatre is. And, and, and also just, yeah, put a spotlight on it. It's exciting. Like, I love Strictly. I love seeing people learning. And, and I, get, I, I, as an audience, get to listen to, you know, the technical parts of boring or, you know, ice skating or whatever it is I love learning about people's industry and I hope that people will get to see musical theatre in this light and appreciate the hard work that goes into it and come see us in the theatres that's what we want thank you so much for joining us today. thank you. So to have you thanks for having me thank, thank you, so you.